Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of sea thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about server stability, merchandise, the patch notes, the Halo ship set, as well as the event that's coming up in just a few hours as the time of recording. But before we get into that, let's hear from our sponsors. That's right. The sponsors this week, of course are the patrons. They're the one that are supporting me. They are the one that are sponsoring the content that you're hearing now. So thank you to Chateau Neuf, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Trickster, Jabaro5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox, Mike29, Munchie, Regis Stella, Rust Belt Kid, Teen Professor, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Fergatron, a new patron, Russell. Russell, if you have a specific name that you'd like me to call out on the patron call out show uh or part let me know let me know what you want to have your name as skinny matt straw hat connor windsor chris and zam wow thank you all so much for your support again it means the world to me i say that every week it helps out tremendously to help take care of the costs for the podcast to help put uh some money towards equipment towards software towards just anything that i need to do you guys are helping make that possible so thank you so so much for your support. And with that, let's get into the episode. So I talked about server stability, merchandise, patch notes, Halo ship set, the event, all that good stuff up at the top. And I wanted to start off with the first item on today's docket, which is going to be server stability. Uh, this is something that I really have not really paid much attention to um, as of late. And I'm not really talking so much about whether or not you're having a, a server issue as far as latency when you're shooting at someone or when you're you're trying to grab something it doesn't quite pick up there's that latency that you get what i'm talking about is overall stability with the game the game itself having trouble with stuff getting turned in and having recognition um i think it's something that i mentioned last episode where i talked about throwing googly eyes around just ignore me uh in the googly eyes or, or courtesy of captain balls on you so thank you captain for giving me a, a whole chest of little googly eyes that i can put on stuff but i'm playing around with those while i'm talking because i have a little mat here and it has diablo on it and i'm putting little googly eyes on my my desk mat for diablo because it's funny so server stability uh what am i talking about well i'm talking about when you turn in something to uh, a trade company or an NPC, when you put in loot to the system and it recognizes it, you get the ledger position, you get the gold, you get the doubloons, all that stuff. Imagine you just spent a couple hours sailing around. You you went and got a Fort of Fortune. You stole it handedly from a solo slooper who was on the last phase of the Ashen Lord. And lo and behold, they never came back for the rest of that. You know, they probably... They probably did what I would have done, which is cry myself to sleep with a glass of chocolate milk and a bowl of ice cream. That's that's kind of my go-to if I were to lose a Fort of Fortune uh, as a solo slooper, daring, daring in his little small IQ brain that I could get a Fort of Fortune uncontested and to lose it. So you got a Fort of Fortune. You're running emissary for Athena's fortune because you need it for that ledger. You want to get those 
those common day or those ledger positions knocked out you want to try and get those cosmetics because you're going to be behind otherwise and after that you finish up the thieves haven run that you had started to try and boost up your emissary ledger value because you want to get rank five you want to get rank five emissary because you're trying to get the emissary ledger value it's important in athena it is very very hard to do so you get all that you finish up your thieves haven run and you get your athena emissary quest it's a quick quest it's not too hard you're you're daring that you can get most of this stuff knocked out in time to be able to get into turn in and it works it works out great you and your crew you go out you dig up the chests you kill some skellies you grab all the mega kegs you throw them onto your ship you head over to the nearest outpost and you turn it all in and you don't think much of it except at the very end you start to pay attention to the fact that none of the gold has registered none of it and you're thinking okay well probably just delayed probably not a big deal i'll just log in later on after we're, we're done with the session and see what my ledger value is so i know how much more i have to do to get to the top tier so that i can get those cosmetics so that I, I can get the stuff that i've been working so hard to get and you log in later on and there's nothing there you think oh it's not a problem i'll just check it out tomorrow probably take 24 hours maybe 72 at most and then 24 hours comes and then 48 hours comes and then 72 hours comes and suddenly you realize that that weekend that you spent sailing around the hours that you dumped into working on that athena ledger was for naught you didn't get anything you didn't get a darn thing so you think okay well you know what it happens it happens once in a while it's it's it sucks but it's not a big deal and you put in a support ticket and you let them know hey i don't know exactly how much maybe you guys can track it i've got the the times and you supply the information that you can because you didn't really think much of it you trusted that the servers were going to take care of it and you put in the ticket and initially they say sorry there's nothing we can do for you and you think wow really there's absolutely not you guys have this analytics like you have this server information why why can't you figure this out you, you resolve yourself to just accepting the fact that you're not going to get you that ledger position you'll have to make it up later on in the month if you can find time and you, you come back a little bit later and you get another email this time support reaches out and says hey we understand we can't get you what you want as a show of goodwill for your issue We've now added 50,000 gold and 30 doubloons to your account for any losses. 50,000 gold and 30 doubloons. No ledger position. Nothing. No reputation towards the, the reputation that you were working towards, if that's something you were working towards. 50,000 gold. That's five ash and wind skulls. It's a decent amount. I'm not going to say it's not. But most people, if they're sailing a long time, can usually rack up somewhere between 500 to a million gold. Easy especially if they're working on an emissary. So 50,000 gold isn't a whole lot to me. It's not a whole lot to many people in the game. Maybe for some, I'm not going to discredit that. But when you've got a Fort of Fortune's worth of loot, an Athena emissary's worth of loot, and some little tidbits here and there, 50,000 just doesn't feel like it really cuts it. It really doesn't. And it's not even so much about the gold. I don't care so much about the gold. I care more about the ledger position. So I wanted to bring this up because this is something that happened to me. It happened to a couple friends and it's not an isolated incident. In fact, this incident happened on a weekend where nothing was mentioned about server stability. No mention at all. And the reason I bring this up is because yesterday, yesterday, Sea Thieves put out a notice from their server on Discord that they typically do when issues come up like this or on Twitter when issues like this come up. And it says the team is currently aware of matchmaking issues and receiving currency issues. We are investigating 
and will update once it is resolved. Please be aware that you could experience a delay accessing the game and some players may be unable to get in. Thank you for your patience. The problem that I have with this is not so much that you can't really log in. That's a that's a bummer. It sucks that you can't log in. Uh, I've, I've tried logging in yesterday or earlier today to, to actually get to do this. The, the biggest issue for me is the frequency that this happens. This happened last weekend when I tried to turn in a bunch of stuff and I didn't get anything out of it. It happened this weekend, right before I was about to log in and really put in some time, try and knock out my merchant because I still need merchant and I still need Athena. Granted, I have another month, hopefully, depending on when the next season comes out and when the ledgers reset to be able to get those done. But I started to go through this official announcements channel that I have in my discord because I started to think this is this is starting to become a bit of a common occurrence. So I started scrolling and I started scrolling and the more and more I noticed, the more and more I found out that this is a monthly occurrence, whether announced or not. Server instability is becoming a bit of a known quantity for most players each month. Sometimes it's a hotfix. Sometimes it's just regular maintenance. Sometimes it's something as weird as them forgetting to put in the, the Lorena letters of recommendation for each season. But I'm starting to notice every single month and I went back, I scrolled back all the way back to July before I finally realized this has been something that's happening every single month, not always on the same time frame, not always, you know, when you expect it, but for sure, when I read back through my official announcements in my Discord server, I notice back in October, the team is aware of current issues with matchmaking. We are investigating and will update once it is resolved. Until then, please be aware that you could experience a delay accessing the game and some players may not be able to get in. Thank you for your patience. It's something that I don't know what it needs to take. I don't know what has to happen for this. I appreciate that Sea of Thieves is having maintenances, that they are taking down the servers and resetting them. September 22nd, we are aware of an issue that arose yesterday and prevented players from accessing Sea of Thieves support site. This is something that's being investigated and an issue resolved, so players needing to raise a ticket request should be able to do so. September 15th, we are aware that some players are currently having difficulty logging into the game. This is a widespread issue affecting many services, including Sea of Thieves. August 11th, while the team is investigating the match, uh, the making progress on telemetry issues causing data loss, the work is not complaint, complete and another incident overnight left us with unrecoverable player data. We share your frustration with these events and assure you we are working hard to end them. This is in August. In the meantime, Compensation, 50k gold and 30 doubloons is available for playing for players sailing the Sea of Thieves from today to Wednesday, August 25th. Please allow for 72 hours from the time of playing for this to show up in your account before contacting the support team. August 3rd, following investigations into yesterday's reports of gold and reputation not received when sailing selling loot, some data has been proved unrecoverable. Players who sail the seas between today and and Tuesday the 17th of August will receive 50k gold and 30 doubloons as compensation. July 26th, following an interruption of player rewards on Sunday, July 25th, some data has remained unrecoverable. We apologize to those affected and will be providing compensation of 50k gold and 30 doubloons to players who launch Sea of Thieves between now and August 9th. I really want to play Sea of Thieves. I really want to invest my time in it. And in a time currently when there is so much from Xbox that is begging for my attention, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Multiplayer, Halo 5, 
story. I'm going through that, as well as a multitude of other games on other consoles that are just begging for my attention. The one thing that is holding me back from wanting to play Sea of Thieves every single day is the likelihood that what I do is either not going to be enough time or anything that I do is not going to count. So if this seems like a pretty negative outlook on what's going on, then it is in line with the frustration that apparently the Sea of Thieves team is dealing with. July 20th, we are aware some players are experiencing matchmaking issues. The issues are being investigated and we will update with further information as it becomes available. Sorry, that was June. I don't know if I said July or June, but I'm that was back in June. June 3rd. After investigating the interruption to player rewards last weekend, we have narrowed down a window during which data was unrecoverable. We apologize to all affected players and will compensate anyone active in the game during the time. Unfortunately, any progress made towards commendations within this window cannot be recovered. However, anyone who played during this period will receive 100k gold and 90 doubloons as compensation. Compensations will be rolled out directly to players' accounts, but may not appear immediately. We will update you once this is done, but please allow 72 hours for it to arrive before contacting the support team. Thank you all for your patience while we investigate, while this is investigated. I don't know what the team has to do, but they've got to do something. If you got to hire more engineers, if you have to ask studios for additional help, if you got to start talking to Microsoft about the Azure servers, you got to do something. You got to do something. This is an ongoing issue. And I didn't really pay much attention to it because again, most of the time, perfectly fine. Not a big issue. Every once in a while, I get a free 50K gold and 30 doubloons. But at this point, I'm done with the gold. I'm done with the doubloons. It's not a big deal. I just want the stability. I want that reassurance that what I do in the game is going to matter, that I'm not going to lose out on that, that I'm not going to have to sit there and make sure that I am completely safe before I turn anything in and I have to start turning in pieces of loot slowly to make sure that stuff registers each piece one by one. I don't want to have to do that. You don't always get that option. Sometimes you get a ship bearing down on you and you don't have time to just sit there and nitpick. March 19th. I scrolled a lot, by the way. We are aware that some players are having difficult difficulty accessing the game and the Pirate Emporium. We are working on working to resolve the issue. We will update you as soon as we can. Thank you for your patience. You guys got to do something. You're going to be doing Golden Glory weekends. It typically happens during the, the holidays. I would really hate it if people decided to take time during those weekends to really play the game, work on their legendary commendations, work on getting those knocked out because they can get it done faster with the double gold, double glory, and not get it and not have that stability halo multiplayer just came out forza horizon 5 just came out they hot dropped halo multiplayer and those servers aside from the first day have been pretty good they've been pretty freaking good sea of thieves used to be like that we used to have issues in the first year when it was really popular and you guys had to spin up more servers and stuff wasn't always counting but there was a good period of time where things were really stable we need to get back to that we need to get back to the stability that this game should be known for when sailing the seas. Physics aside, hit registration aside, you got to be able to turn in your loot and trust that it's going to count. Because otherwise, there's nothing to this game. You can PvP all you want. You can PvP to your heart's content. But at the end of the day, sinking ships isn't enough. There's got to be gold. There's got to be reputation. There's got to be renown. There's got to be repu uh, There's got to be ledger position. There are drives in the game beyond just the game core mechanics that people come to this game for and if we're constantly getting these updates every single month 
that things are not registering, that's an issue. That's a red flag. That's something that the mechanic side of the team, the engineering side of the team, the server side of the team, whoever it has to be, because I don't think it's the artists. I don't think it's the audio. I don't think it's the music. I don't think it's the designers. It's the engineering stack, whatever that is. Whatever the server stack is, whatever that is, I don't know. I don't pretend to know. Whatever that is, has to get looked at, has to be addressed, has to get ironed out. Because I don't know what's going on with the game that is causing the instability, whether it's the stability of the servers, whether it's the stability of the game, or both. It could just be both. Spaghetti code, when they refer to stuff like this, when stuff is so intertwined that pulling one tends to cause a really big issue because you're tugging at different things and issues arise. It's got to get fixed. It's got to get ironed out. I don't care if I don't get a hit registration on, on an enemy who's trying to steal my Athena chest, because if I don't kill them as they're turning in my Athena chest, chances are the servers aren't even going to give them credit when they turn it in. And someone should at least win out of that. If I can't kill them and they manage to get my Athena's chest and they turn it in and nothing happens, they're going to turn around and blunder, blunder uh, bomb themselves. I would. I'd set myself on fire with a firebomb because I'd be so frustrated that it didn't count towards the commendation for turning in a stolen Athena chest. That's what I mean when I talk about server stability. So let's get into the fun stuff. Next up on today's docket, I want to get into merchandise because merchandise is a really important of what I like to do with Sea Thieves. It's something that I, I love to buy. I love to get the shirts. I love to get the, uh, the different coins, things like that, things that I can kind of show off my fandom. I think everyone does it. Most people do it, uh, whether it be pops or amiibo uh, statues. I've got a Master Chief statue from Best Buy coming in. Uh, later this week or next week. And uh, I wanted to talk about some of the things that came up with the Sea of Thieves podcast. Uh, I got a chance to listen to the episode and I really enjoyed it. Some of the things that I took away were things that I'm going to be talking about later on. Um, I'm really excited that there's a second book on the way and that it pertains to a character uh, that we know about. And I have, a, I have an idea about who it's going to be, but I don't want to I don't want to toss out any ideas um, because I think it might actually spoil it. And I'd rather that be a surprise. So I'm looking forward to it. If that's the case, if I'm if I'm right, I'll be happy. Uh, but I, it's one of those things that I'll, I'll be the only one that really knows about it. The other part of the podcast that I wanted to jump onto was with uh, Adam. Adam and Pete are the two gurus that deal with all of the merchandising for Sea of Thieves, whether it be uh, with the comics or whether it be with the controller, whether it be with um, the, the chairs that are going out or the coins that most people buy. And recently, uh, we got some new merchandise in the Sea of Thieves store. Now, this is, this is it's kind of interesting because on the actual Sea of Thieves website, uh, if you look on the top banner, there's actually a new spot there for store, and it'll take you to the raregames.store page. And we've got two new items in there, one that I actually ordered. One is a rare exclusive knitted jumper, which is just a, a sweater for Americans. And the other one is a Sea of Thieves exclusive knitted uh, Christmas jumper. So one of those ugly Christmas sweater type things. And they're going for about $40 USD, uh, which will probably be a little bit cheaper if you're in the UK or using euros. And... Um, I went ahead and ordered it. I went ahead and ordered it. Uh, the one thing that I'm not too keen on is the fact that these are acrylic. Uh, I was kind of hoping that these would actually be knitted out of something a little bit softer than acrylic, but 
generally when I'm wearing a a uh, sweatshirt or a, a sweater in general, I usually have something like a t-shirt underneath of it. So I'm not too worried about this, but I went ahead and ordered it because it'll hopefully come, come in uh, in the early December and uh, I'll be able to have that for the rest of December to kind of wear around. In, in my place, I'm already starting to celebrate Christmas. I've got the lights up and my wife and I are just kind of enjoying the the atmosphere because let's be honest it's still been a pretty rough year we're still in the middle of this coconut fever issue and as a result we're all just trying to feel something positive so having the holidays is always a good way for us to kind of celebrate that so uh, i'm getting myself a christmas uh, sweater i am looking forward to wearing it because it looks adorable uh, hopefully it's not too bad as far as how it feels and uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm just looking forward to that. So that those are available uh, for pre-order. It looks like they're out of stock right now uh, for different sizes. So hopefully you got a chance to check this out and got a chance to order one. Um, the other weird thing that we got, which I, I was not expecting, uh, is <laughs> we got some weird coffee stuff that got announced. And this was something that was, uh, it's a giveaway, I think, that they that they tried to sell this. And uh, Madrina's Coffee, which is the brand that they're doing, uh, is now doing a, a giveaway for these um, because they sold out pretty quickly uh, for about 40 bucks. You could get some, some coffee. And this is a dark chocolate salted caramel coffee, which is a mouthful, not gonna lie. But uh, it came with... A uh, Sea of Thieves green uh, bottle shaker. I'm not even sure what you call these things. It, it looks like those protein drinks, but it's apparently coffee. So I'm really not sure what this is. And because of that, I ended up not really going for it because I, I just not sure if it's something I'm going to do. I have no clue how dark chocolate salted caramel coffee tastes like. I'm pretty basic. I'm pretty gosh darn basic when it comes to coffee. If I can stick it in a Keurig and make it work and then put some French vanilla in there, I'm I'm pretty solid. I'm not a huge connoisseur of coffee. So, but that went quick. I was so surprised at how quick that went. Apparently, the shipping on this to the UK was ridiculous. Uh shout out to you ukulele or not ukulele, UK. Uh uh, for, for kind of talking about that. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just really surprised about that. The, the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about is, uh, two, two part one, it deals with Adam talking about the possibility of doing another limited edition CFE's controller. Now, for those of you that are the uninitiated back when the game was launching, they had been working out for a long time, a CFE's Xbox one controller. Now this is a clear, purple translucent or it's a translucent purple controller it has a laser etched barnacle crevices in the actual controller it has a gold tooth trigger it has a glow-in-the-dark reaper's mark in the middle as well as some teal buttons on purple background this controller is probably one of the most beautiful controllers and i picked it up with the charging dock that has the battery pack in the bottom of it and the battery pack itself has a battery cover that uh, has the Ferryman logo of the two crossed, um, I can't remember what the name of them is, but they're they're not the unicorns. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you know what I'm talking about. I can't remember what the name is right off the bat, but uh, it's a beautiful controller. It is literally one of the best controllers, hands down, by most Xbox fans. And the fact that we could be getting a second type of limited edition controller excites me because with the new console, with the new Series X and Series S controllers, it has that share button. I can't tell you how much of a, uh, how big of a deal the share button is for me to the point 
that when I just picked up my uh, Halo Master Chief Elite Series 2 controller, I went in and one of the profiles that I have is literally using two of the paddles on the back of the controller set up for taking a photo and taking a screenshot because it's that important that I have a share button. That share button is essential. They really need to go in and actually change the uh, the software on those so that you can add a push or hold um, feature for those, for those remappings because being able to hold down the share button on the Series S and Series X controller to actually like create a clip versus just clipping a, a screenshot, huge absolutely huge they still need to go in and really really make that software robust give you a lot more tools give you a lot more features the uh the sharing capabilities on the xbox software is just not great it's it pales in comparison to the switch or the ps4 or ps5 i really like their software in comparison but i really want to have a new controller a new sea of thieves controller because the one i have is it's beautiful it's great but the little grip the little grip on the joysticks is starting to wear down it's starting to get flat because i used this so much it, this thing is like f going on four years old at this point so i want to have a new one i want to retire this one i want to take out the battery and preserve it so that if i did want to use it in the future i could pop in a couple double a's and have fun not have to worry about it the other part of this deals with adam making deals for future content for future um not future content uh for content for the the game I have recently subscribed to purchasing statues or not statues, toys, figures um, from a company called NECA, N-E-C-A. Uh, I've been purchasing their gargoyles line of figures, action figures um, from them. Right now I've got a Goliath. I just pre-ordered Theolog, which is just Goliath backwards with a little bit of a twist on the, on the arrangement because it sounds weird if you try and say Goliath backwards. And um, it got me thinking. It got me thinking a lot about something that Sea of Thieves is missing. And I think it has to do with action figures. I'm not really sure like the size or the number of points of articulation. I'll leave that up to, to them to kind of work out the models and stuff like that. But I really, really think that Sea of Thieves, hands down, is one of the biggest IPs for Microsoft. I think Xbox has done a great job of fostering this game and presenting it keeping it fresh in people's minds and keeping it on Game Pass so that players can jump into it whenever they want. They've done amazing tie-ins with Pirates of the Caribbean. It has basically become the pirate game amidst a lot of other games. Now, we don't know what Skull and Bones is. Kings of Sea is, is not that, not that well-known. Most people fall back to Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Sea of Thieves. Because of that, I think this is a great opportunity to start making some action figures, some Flame Hearts, some DeMarcos, some Lissettis. Let's get some Lorena in there, some Gold Hoarder. Let's get some Davy Jones in there. Let's get some Pirates of the Caribbean stuff in there for action figures and tie it in with like the ferrymen and the different people that are in sea of thieves the different characters they're so unique it would be so easy and this was almost something that we had we almost had statues for sea of thieves now i'm not talking about like 
the loot crate stuff that you've got, the weird kind of characterized or, or cartoon style of the gold hoarder, not the gold hoarder, flame heart. We, I'm not talking about the Totaku figure for the gold hoarder. I'm not talking about the the little uh character or the little cartoon versions the you i can't remember the utes can't remember what they're called where they uh they they had the the different characters like the skeletons and stuff i'm talking about actual figures like actually cool looking figures and i wanted to hearken back to 2018 when a company called tier one accessories was going to be making three figures now one of these figures never even came to the game um, she was supposed to be like, from what I've heard, she was supposed to be the pirate Lord, or at least the ferryman, uh, one of those two characters. And that was bell legend of the deep. So I'm looking at an image from summer 20 or 2018, the six inch figures that was supposed to be captain Flameheart, which is the, the quintessential captain Flameheart from the trailer back in 2018 ramses the pirate lord who has his kind of griffin claw peg leg on a barrel with a dog next to him uh raising a tankard as he he is to do as he is want to do and then bell who is holding up a green torch and bell was even a character that they built a giant statue for the e3 events um as i recall she was in the studio for a long period of time they even had her uh it, it, she was kind of hanging off of one of those um oh, i'm blinking on what they're called i'm having a tough time with words tonight uh but one of those buoys that are kind of out in the middle of the ocean but it was like a fairy of the damned version of it and uh that was just it, you know it's a shame it's a shame these figures never came to fruition because i would actually love them to to come i would love to have figures and a lot of this kind of sparked into my mind because Again, the recent advent of me purchasing figures from NECA and Adam talking on the podcast about talking to a company uh, about coming up with some new merchandise. Now, I don't know what company he was talking to where he said he was kind of dreading it, but this company has constantly been bugging him and uh, Pete to be able to try and merch or license CFEs to make some products for them. I imagine it's probably Nerf. I'm going to be honest. I've seen a lot of Nerf stuff out there. And with Halo coming out with some Nerf guns, I think it'd be really funny if uh, Nerf wanted to make some swords. They could make the Ferryman Cutlass. They could make the 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 Blunderbuss. Uh, I don't know how they do the Blunderbuss, but they could do the uh, Flintlock pistol. It'd be really, it'd be it'd be a really dumb kind of Nerf toy, but it, I would actually buy it. I, I I as much as I was thinking about picking up the fifty dollar uh, AR for Halo. I, I didn't do it because I don't, I don't necessarily need that. That's not a that's not a need. I don't have any kids and my cats won't play with Nerf, so I'm not going to worry about that. But I would love to have some figures, man. I love my figures. I've got a really awesome uh, uh, kind of case behind me in this in the studio where I have my little figures. You know, I got my little loot crates and I've got my Tatakus and I got a couple skulls and my art book and they look awesome but they are missing some statues some really really cool statues and I would I would love to see if the studio could go back in time really consider this something they should move forward with and actually license out their IP to a couple different places to be able to make some of these figures I would love a 10 inch figure or a 12 inch figure and probably a 10 inch figure from Dark Horse that has some of the characters from Sea of Thieves as big statues, big centerpieces for my displays. And that's a big want. 
That's probably a lot of work, but it's one of those things that I think would be great to to have. We almost had Flameheart and Bell and the Pirate Lord. It was it was almost there. It was almost there. Like we almost had uh, Halloween masks that were the Reaper's Mark that were handed out during an E3, and not many people have those Reaper Marks that are just a. It's just a face mask. It's just a plastic face mask that with a little elastic band. That goes around your head and you walk around with the reaper's mark on your face it looks silly but that's something that's out there these never came out and i'm kind of bummed because i would love to have all three i would love to have a multitude of them and i would definitely pay money i would definitely drop the cash for some of these especially if they started bringing out some of uh, other people's favorite characters and stuff so this is what um i was thinking about recently i was thinking it would be great if there was a way that we could start getting some better merchandise that catered to the collector uh groups out there um i haven't seen anything in the rare stores that deal with Sea of Thieves that isn't a uh, like a beach towel or a, like we recently got the world map side table and that table it's cool but it's not $120 cool I'm pretty sure I could get a vinyl sticker of the world map printed out and put that on a uh, table for much much less run over to Ikea do that but a lot of the merchandise that we get for Sea of Thieves tends to be either prints or coins or shirts. Uh, it's the U-Toots. I found it. I found the U-Toots. So we had Flameheart, uh, we had a, a Skelly Keg, and we had the Kraken on a Galleon. Those are the three. I'm kind of going through the store right now. Um, but it's, I like these things. I really do. I think they're cool that we have them, but they're not something that compels me to drop the money on them. Like a figure, like like a statue. As soon as I saw that Master Chief with the, uh, with the red plasma sword, with the... Um, Hookshot coming out, dropped the cash on that like it was nothing. It was just like, yeah, I'll order that. Why not? It looks amazing. So I did. But with this, I really, I really hope that Sea of Thieves takes a look at the potential for figures. I would love to have a Wanda figure. I would love to have a Duke figure. If anything, just so that it would say Duke the Dark Lord on the little little nameplate on the bottom i think that'd be great would love to hear what your guys's thoughts are on this if you think i'm crazy or would you drop the money for a character and what character do you want what have what have i missed as a character is it umbra is it suds is it uh um i'm trying to think of someone else five finger freddy over on shipwreck bay is that <laughs> is is that someone that you want what about gloria Gloria the Athena mysterious stranger the missing one the one we haven't seen since um I, I guess the comic books or the last place we saw her or better yet Arthur Pendragon Jr. wouldn't you want a Pendragon statue for your collection I would I would love to have that so let's let's see if we can let's see if we can talk to NECA maybe NECA could work on that or dark horse some other uh companies that that work on some statues or some figures or some action figures it'd be great i would totally buy a skeleton uh that had a keg and a little banana and a blender bus some of the uh the ashen lords or even just some of the uh the like the mutinous helmsmen uh would be would be cool having like little figures like that and you could set them up on a desk you know give them to your kids heck give kids something to play with man see if these is a ripe ip for this kind of stuff and i would love to see if they could take some of that and actually put it into some really fun collectibles 
Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, you'd like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. Next up on today's docket, let's talk about Halo and how it pertains to Sea of Thieves. Well, I've already talked a little bit about server stability, but let's talk about cosmetics because now we are going to be getting the original Spartan ship set from December 24th to dis- or excuse me, November 24th. So from November 24th to December 1st, you're going to be able to log into the game and earn the Spartan ship set for free. This is in celebration of Halo Infinite being released and between the dates of December 1st and December 8th, you'll be able to get the new Noble Spartan sails and flag. Now, as far as I know, these are the first time that they've released a flag that is a a collector's item specifically to any set. Uh, We've had flags in the past. This is the first time they've had had something like that. I'm surprised that they didn't go with another figurehead. Typically, it's a sales and figurehead kind of combo that they do in the Emporium. But we're going to be getting the Noble Spartan uh, sales and uh, flag. And I I really like these. I think they're really beautiful. I think that there's uh, a good time as any for people to be able to log into the game to help celebrate Halo. Uh, We know a lot of the team members over at Rare are big Halo fans. Um, I've become quite a big fan myself uh but without the baggage that comes with having years and years of playing these games and having familiarity with the the guns and the feeling and the story and stuff so it's all very fresh and new to me and based on the campaign reveals i i can't wait to jump into that but until then we'll be able to go into sea of thieves we'll be able to get the spartan set now this originally this set was something that was released during e3 2019 i believe when the first real reveal of uh halo infinite came out actually was it 2019 maybe it was 2020 it could have been 2020 because i think 2020 was uh in lead up to when we were going to be getting the series x and they announced the release date of that to coincide with the actual console for the series x and at the time we didn't know there was technically an s but there were rumors of it so if you missed out this is a great way to get that ship set especially if you're a halo fan it looks amazing i i love running around with it and the noble spartan sails and flag look good too they look like they have taken some of the lessons that they learned from most recent Emporium updates to the livery cosmetics that they've been putting out and put that towards the uh, elite legendary look from the difficulties, but in a Sea of Thieves fashion. So you'll be able to get these. Make sure you log in 
especially between uh, the 24th and the 8th. You just have to get into there. And while you're at it, download or stream uh, Halo Multiplayer because they're releasing some anniversary cosmetics for your Spartans uh, in the Mark sets as well, too. So just a lot of cosmetics going around right now. Great time to log into some games, especially if you have Game Pass Ultimate. Jump on there, stream that content. You don't even have to download it nowadays. And uh, it's a lot of a lot of good stuff to pick up. The next thing that I wanted to talk about as far as the update is concerned actually deals with the uh, event that we're going to be getting. So we're going to be having the new Feast of Bounty event that's going to be starting. Uh, actually, it's probably already starting now. By the time you're listening to this, it will have started. And once you get it, you head over to Lorena. She'll tell you about the Feast of Bounty flag. You'll pick up the flag. Then you have to go out and cook up different pieces of meat. So pork, chicken, uh, snake, you got megalodon and kraken meat, uh, shark meat as well. It doesn't matter necessarily if you're using a campfire on an island or your ship's stove, as long as you jump in there and start cooking up some of this stuff. Uh, also, any camp uh, campfire or ship stove will do if you use uh, fish. Now, that kicks off in just a few hours as of the time of recording, and that will be going until the 25th once the 25th hits we will then get the end of the event that will be going until the 29th now i don't know necessarily what that pertains to but there is an overindulgence event that's going to be going during this which will have a tattoo set and a title included with it and the description there says devour cooked meat and fish to complete this challenge and earn a reward try to avoid indigestion so make sure it's pretty cooked now i don't know the details of this because at the time we're recording this is not unlocked so i'm just trying to base it based on the information that we have but from what i can tell as long as you're working on these challenges which start in a couple hours you'll be able to get the uh, feast of bounty rewards for those now that is a makeup set that is a scar set as well as a bounty bringer title and if you complete the overindulgence, you'll be able to get that uh, tattoo set as well, too. So kind of the normal event rewards that we're getting when they aren't straight cosmetics for like weapons. Typically, we get weapons uh, for these kind of things. So scar, makeup, tattoo set, all very welcomed. Uh, I'll be interested to see how hard this is, given that it is running for roughly, what is it, the 22nd to the 29th. So that's six days uh, and kind of in celebration of Thanksgiving. Uh, short event. Hopefully people remember. Hopefully people aren't traveling. I know a lot of people are going to be traveling. They may end up missing out on this. So if you're listening to this on your phone, uh, do yourself a favor. If you have Game Pass Ultimate, go grab the uh, xbox.com forward slash play website. I'm going to double check this while I'm doing this as well, just to make sure that it's the actual right address. So if you go to xbox.com forward slash play, that is the cloud, the I'm combining two words there, the cloud gaming beta. All you have to do is log in with the account that you use for Xbox and you can stream games on your phone. Now, I'm not saying you got to go do a four to fortune on your phone. That's not what I'm saying. But Sea of Thieves is touch compatible. So even if you don't have a controller with you and you want to be able to do this, what I would suggest is Call up some of your friends, jump in, have them get some food ready, make sure that they uh, they can have you log in, get yourself like a half hour time and see if they can hand you a bunch of meat to cook up or at least be in the in the crew while they're doing it. 
so that you can get credit for this. Now, it's it's not going to be a big deal if you don't get this. It's just cosmetics. It's just a game. Make sure you're taking time to spend with family, especially right now when there's a lot of people that don't have the opportunity to do this while it's safe. So first off, be safe. Secondly, don't do this while you're driving. Thirdly, try to organize it with some friends. Try and make it easier or make it a, an event at the actual house if you've got a couple of people that you play with in your family. Jump on, cook some meat, especially while uh, food is cooking around you. There's going to be plenty of downtime. You don't necessarily have to go watch a parade. So hopefully you guys have an opportunity to do this. If you do, let me know. I'd love to hear uh, some of the stories that go around while you were waiting for stuff to cook, or maybe you were watching a game, or maybe you were uh, checking out some streams. Whatever you do, let me know how you feel. If, if you got this, if it was easy, great. I'd love to get some feedback on this as well, too. So I did that thing called research and uh, I dug a little more into this event and I wanted to get you guys some more information. So this actually pertains to the second half of the event. We've got the first half is active uh, by the time you're listening to this. And of course, you just have to go in and cook up uh, different pieces of meat. It looks like uh, pork and chicken are going to be 10 pieces. It looks like shark or snake. This is and keep in mind or not and or shark or snake 10 pieces as well as 10 pieces of kraken or megalodon you're gonna probably have to go with uh meg and in meg isn't or not meg kraken uh, yeah yeah no wait wait megalodon megalodon's easier to find they pop up everywhere you're gonna get at least four to five pieces try and find a couple megalodons uh in the next week to kill then you've got 10 pieces of fish very easy to do uh just off of the the actual um, dock of the outpost now here's the trick starting on november 25th through the 29th that's going to be tough i don't know how you're going to do this hopefully you have uh, some friends or maybe you're good at making friends but you have to be able to fly your flag which is easy go pick it up from lorena uh she'll give you the free flag of bounty or feast of bounty flag uh sail that then you have to change a piece of your clothing. Doesn't matter what type of uh, your, your clothing you're changing. You just have to change your clothing. Then you have to head to an outpost and share a drink with a pirate from another crew. Then you have to play a musical instrument with a pirate from another crew. And then you have to put a treasure item from your ship onto another crew's ship. If you complete all of those, you'll have one, two, three, four, five that will take care of those achievements uh which means that you'll be able to get um the feast of bounty uh or the bounty bringer title you only have to get 11 of the common or the challenges complete in the first one uh you can already get just by getting the flag that's already one uh you've got the uh, pork and chicken which is one you've got the shark or snake which is two you've got the kraken or meg which is three and then you've got the fish uh, as as four. So in the first half, you can already get five um, taken care of out of the eleven that you'll need to be able to get the uh, to be able to get the the um, title. The first one only takes uh, the first reward, which is the makeup, only takes five uh, different events. The scar only takes an or takes an additional five. Uh, and I think that unlocks when you complete all of the celebration challenges during the Feast of Bounty to unlock that, which the celebration challenges don't start until the 25th. So realistically, all you have to do is find a piece of treasure, 
hijack another crew, press gang them into your alliance. You don't have to be in alliance, but you got to get them to an outpost. So probably look for a crew that have just spawned in, sail over, drop something on their uh some something on their 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 ship. Whether you take it back or not, that's up to you. Head in there, raise a glass and start playing a musical instrument, hoping that they uh that they wake up and start playing music with you as well too. That's probably going to be your best bet. Uh, but you get four days to do that. Um, the event starts pretty much now. It goes till the 29th. Uh, Pirates, I, I wish you the best. I, I really, really do. Because I don't know how easy or hard this second half is going to be, depending on whether or not you're able to find someone. But get out there, get social, and uh, just hop around offering stuff to people. It's, it's not going to be too hard. So good luck. All right, pirates. Um, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I did get one question in short notice. Uh, when dragons from Captain Balzania? I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I, I don't I don't know how dragons are going to fit into this into this canon. I mean, it's Pirates of the Caribbean world. So I, I guess when Pirates of the Caribbean has dragons, that's going to be my best bet. When Pirates of the Caribbean has dragons, that's when we'll get pirates or dragons in Sea of Thieves. And uh, hopefully, hopefully that's a thing. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. But uh, yeah, a lot of people have been asking about different pets coming to Sea of Thieves. Really, I don't know when we're going to be getting any new pets. I don't even know if new pets are on the docket. I would not be surprised if pets aren't on the new docket. But a lot of people hoping that we get some new pets. Um, man, I tell you what, uh, I went through the patch notes. We covered most of the big points last episode. Um, after playing the game a bit on this patch, I got to say, I'm still having a lot of problems hearing people get on board the ship. And that's like actively trying to hear if people are jumping on board and they're still managing to get aboard pretty silently so i don't know what's uh i don't know what's going on necessarily with that um i haven't been able to test out any of the other stuff that is is something that i've consciously been able to test you know i've run into situations where we're fighting people anecdotally i haven't noticed anything weird but uh if you're if you're noticing something feel free to let me know um, two tips that I found out about things that I didn't, I didn't realize. Um, I found out, well, I have some thoughts on, I have some thoughts on the Wanda spyglass thing. Uh, and I think, I think this is because, uh, rare tends to put out little hints and tips and stuff like, so, um, the Wanda spyglass is one topic. I did find out thanks to Reddit that if you have the ghostly equipment from the pirate's life campaign those tall tales if you're using say like the uh ghostly tankard yeah the ghostly tankard if you're using that while in the fog the tankard itself if you look through it actually cancels out the fog effect uh just one of those weird things with the way unreal engine works doesn't seem like it's intended but if you're having trouble finding someone in the seas grab your ghostly tankard or have that one equipped for emergencies just like having a, a shortcut to the shores of gold or a pirate's life if you need to portal out or get into the red sea safely so the last thing that i wanted to touch on uh pertains to wanda spyglass um it's a level 100 reward in the season pass for pirate legends it's got some interesting runes on it and it has a red lens and i'm very curious to put on my tinfoil hat and kind of talk about this for a little bit because we we a lot of people are wondering if if the intended effect of being able to see pirates as they were quote unquote uh by removing 
the green filter that is on ghosts when you look at them with a red lensed object, whether it be the Reaper's Heart uh, weapons from the Emporium, or you're using Wanda's Spyglass, which is a pirate legend reward in the battle in the Plunder Pass, uh, you can see them with different tone mapping that resembles what a normal pirate look like if they didn't have this ghostly effect to them. Now, if you do this to say like Ramses, he's gonna look green because his model is green without the effect. Uh, other pirates in the tavern, in the Athena's Fortune tavern, are just regular pirates. They just happen to have the ghostly green effect on them. A lot of people are suggesting that this is intended and I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid on this one. Um, I'm starting to see the correlation because with Wanda Spyglass, uh, is is innocuous as that seems, if I'm using the term right, it doesn't seem like there's a lot to it. It just seems like it's a one-off item that you get. And when you're looking at different ghosts, it's it's just like they don't have the green glow. And then I started thinking about those Reaper items. And a lot of people said, oh, well, you know, this is nothing new. This is something that we've had with the Reaper Heart uh, Iron Reach and uh, items like that. And you can have it in the game. And then I say, started to think, well, okay, but Wanda is in charge of the Reaper's bones. Like they are, they are part of her plan. Like she built up that PVP air aspect of the game to try and, you know, get gold away from the gold hoarder and, and away from Flameheart. You know, that was the whole point of Wanda building up the Reaper's bones. So you've got the Reaper bone weapon or the Reaper's heart weapons, which can uh, dis remove the, the guise of a ghost to see a, a pirate as they were. Now you've got the Wanda Spyglass, which is also removing it by having that red lens. And I'm trying to see if there's a reason why Reapers are so heavily invested in ways to see pirates as their cells before they became ghosts, or at least removing that ghost effect. Is that something that, much like the Ferryman's Lantern, uh, when you when you get the Ferryman's Lantern from, I believe it's Tall Tale 8, Revenge of the Morning Star, when you get that and you're going around and you're, you're looking for the, the crew of the Morning Star and you see their ghosts up on Old Faithful Island, uh, you're reliving the past. And that's something that's reused in Seabound Soul. So it's not unheard of for Rare to build in story using specific equipment, much like Jack's Compass, to reveal things that we haven't been able to see with the naked eye. And I'm starting to, I'm starting, like I said, I'm starting to drink that red Kool-Aid and I'm starting to see things for what they might be. And that the Reaper's Heart, uh, Reaper's Bones, or Re yeah, Reaper's Heart Weapons set, is, if I'm remembering this correctly, you know, I could be off on the name there. That was something that was put into the game. And they may have seen the effect. It may have been an accident and they may have leaned into it. It's not unheard of that they could have seen what it does and decided that that was a cool, unexpected consequence of using that specific tint with the game in the way they've designed it. And they're just leaning heavy into it. And the way that they're teasing out the story is by including a spyglass that has Wanda's name attached to it. Now, I know this isn't new to other people. I mean, this is something that 
was brought up on Captain Blubber's uh, Sea of Thieves podcast with Davram TV. Davram brought it up, and I can't remember if he noticed it from something from Reddit, but then other other people went and picked it up, started making content around it to try and talk about it. And what initially I thought was just a happenstance, just a, a product of code and design that didn't get uh, noticed and is seeing a weird, weird after effect, much like the ghost tankard being able to see through the fog, I think that this is what this initially was. But it would not surprise me if Rare decided to take this opportunity to lean into it, much in the same way that we found out that uh, one of the sea dogs over at the Sea Dog Tavern happened to have a freckle in the same place as the freckle on the masked stranger's mask before we were officially told that it was Wanda the Warsmith or, or the Captain Warsmith. We thought it might have been her and she disappeared for a certain amount of time and then the masked stranger appeared. So the correlation there was a result of the community talking about it, sharing stories about it, questioning the possibility. So I would not be surprised if that was the case. There's also been some interesting changes going on around the world, and I don't know much about what's going on with them, but it's becoming clearer that some of the teases that we got from Sea of Thieves earlier on that revolve around the ancients and the power that they have, the ancient power that seems to be on the minds of everyone in the Sea of Thieves and what that could potentially be, whether it be the Whispering Plague or something else, has started to affect some of the islands. If you head over to Thieves Haven and you go up to the top of the Thieves Haven, a lot of the equipment that was originally used to help try and craft ships has been dismantled and replaced in different areas with the same type of lattices and structures. Uh, some parts of it have been destroyed and the remnants can be found at the base of the uh, the base of the ocean inside these havens caverns. Uh, if you go up to the top, you'll notice that some of the other sides of those uh, open areas where the rock is uh, open, you can jump down into the middle, have had new wooden structures crafted. We're not quite sure what they're trying to move in those areas. Uh, but we've noticed that some of the ground has shifted around some of the uh, stone heads over on Thieves Haven. It, it looks different than it did in the past. It's not as smoothed over. It looks like things have been buried or unearthed, uh, depending on who's been messing around in there. And we don't really know a whole lot about what's going on. This is one of those moments where we're starting to see some of the light touches that Rare tends to do when they start to tell story over time. So if you find a change in the world and you want to let us know about it, that'd be great. I'd love to share more with it. Uh, I know that there's been some happenings over on the unmarked island over in the map grid of K9 where the big dog is. Uh, the the tavern, or not the tavern, the cavern uh, that leads to the skeleton throne there has been kind of shorn down. A lot of the sides have been kind of uh, filed away. Seems very strange. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to go out there and check it now that I think about it, um, but I know that there's been some changes around there as well too. So keep a weather eye. Maybe go check out Wanda's uh, workshop once in a while just to see if anything's changed. Take some photos if you can. And what I would recommend is if you happen to be out and about and you know that there's some ancient stuff out there, whether it be uh, paintings or whether it be headstones, 
uh, different things like that, you might want to grab a couple photos right now just to kind of document stuff before things change too much. If the Reaper's hideout is any indication about progressing uh, through story, the Reaper's hideout used to be the unmarked island where uh, we had the killer whale shipwreck was the most prominent thing there. And Merrick was uh, shipwrecked there. He had a whole bunch of stuff. And then eventually Wanda took over and started to change up that island completely. And I would not be surprised if something was going on over at Thieves Haven now that is very much like that. In fact, I'm going to venture to say that we're probably going to find out soon, maybe in the next few months, that things over in Thieves Haven are going to change drastically. And I would not be surprised if we start to unearth more ancient style stones, whether it be another circle or some triangle uh, placements for items. Don't be surprised if you start noticing some weird stuff over there, because we still don't know necessarily where Ramsey and Mercia and Shan, Shane and uh, Rathbone had their hideout. We know that there's a shipwreck there that they were trying to build a galleon, but we don't know where their hideout was because there's supposed to be a hideout somewhere on that island. Now, I, I don't believe any place that we have over there right now is the indicated spot that's referenced in the Athena's Fortune book, but with the new book coming out, not knowing who it belongs to, and starting to see changes around the world, I wouldn't be surprised if we start getting some big lore dumps soon. So that's what I have for this episode. Pirates, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to get some feedback from you about what you heard today, how you feel, especially re with regards to the event and the server stability and the merchandise. So let me know. Hit me up over on C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. You can always get a hold of me on Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Once in a while, you might actually catch me streaming at a really weird hour, and I'm probably going to be playing some Halo 5 or jumping into Sea of Thieves, maybe even Destiny, probably Forza 5, if I'm being honest. But head over there. Uh, I would love to see some folks come chat, say hi. And with that, Pirates, thank you. I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. Public service announcement from the starter set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the starter set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm -hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?
Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the Wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades, it's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts.